Welcome to the Captain Dad Podcast, how to be a better dad without being worse at everything else. Here's your host and father of two, Jordan Manis, aka Captain Inspiration. Hi folks and welcome to the show. If you're new to the program, thanks for tuning in. Did you know in America alone there are over 70 million dads and according to the Pew Research Center, only 39% feel they're doing a very good job of raising their children. That's not good enough. And that's why I'm dedicated to interviewing everyday dads about what has worked and what hasn't worked in their struggle to master the role of being a father and how they've done it without losing themselves completely in the process. Are you ready? Let's roll. My guest on the show today is my good friend Zeb Mellet. Zeb and I met when we were both recent college graduates who ended up getting our first on-air media jobs in the same tiny town in Nebraska. Zeb's sense of humor and masterful wit made a challenging time in my life both enjoyable and quite memorable. And although we only lived in the same town for about four months, a lifelong friendship was truly born. Zeb ultimately left the field of broadcasting and eventually joined a consulting firm. He brings his sense of humor and thoughtful perspective to his career and to his role as a father of a 13-year-old daughter and three stepsons. In our conversation, we discuss why multitasking is the act of doing multiple things poorly, why new dads need to be prepared to roll up their sleeves, and why some of the greatest moments of fatherhood are those when you are sweating profusely. And now, my conversation with Zeb Mellet. So Zeb, I'll never forget the first, very first moment that I found out who you were because you were new to Scottswell. I'd been there a couple months. And whenever somebody new was coming on the air, uh, everybody watched. And so we heard there was this new sportscaster we got to watch and uh your first night on the air the way i remember it you were doing highlights of nebraska football and you said what does the n on the helmet stand for knowledge of course and that's a great old joke and, and really one that a colorado native appreciated but i couldn't believe you said that on the air in nebraska do you remember that I do. Uh, I remember someone told me that joke shortly before leaving, so it was fresh on my mind. Uh, I certainly didn't mean uh, to insult any of the new local viewership that I was servicing, uh, though there were certainly some unhappy phone calls that we received uh, that night, and it was a great, uh, a great jumping off point for my, uh, my stint in Scott's Bluff that we overlapped uh, together. Yeah, well, a couple a couple things happened besides those unpleasant phone calls that complained. One, you got a friend for life in me, just a, a, someone who admired you right off the bat. And uh, two, I don't know if it was exactly that night, but I think it was you you went out and to the local bar where all the young media went. And I had my opening line to go meet you because I was like, buddy, thanks for that end for knowledge line uh or a joke that you made that was hilarious and let's be friends for life and here we are 21 years later that's right yeah it it's easy to remember how long it's been because uh i drove to scott's bluff on christmas morning on 
1999 and uh, took a couple days to get out there. And then my second or third day in Scott's Bluff before I even started working there, I was just getting acclimated to the town, which took about 15 minutes. Uh, it, it was the uh, 1999 to 2000 uh, millennial New Year's Eve that I celebrated at that same bar by myself. I didn't know anyone in town, and but it's always easy to do that math. So yeah, it's been about 21 years. Something I remember you saying, Zeb, um, when we were having many of our conversations because you know we could talk about life and you're contemplating your own life a lot at that stage you said you wanted to get married young i remember you telling me that and then you you did do that but did you also want to have children young or did you always know you wanted to be a father yeah yeah getting married young was you know uh, probably not the best way for me to be looking at it of course i was too young and stupid to know it at the time that that's probably not the healthiest way to approach uh, the rest of your life and a commitment like marriage. Uh, but yeah, I mean, having kids young uh, was certainly a driver and was my experience in my own family. My uh, older brother and I, you know, I think my mom and dad had my older brother when they were in there. Uh, early 20s, early to mid 20s, and then me when they're in their mid 20s to late 20s. So uh, for the most part, we had young, uh, young parents and um, that I thought that was the path that I wanted to be on. I, again, uh, you know, I can't say that I had my priorities all figured out in order, but that was always of interest to me, right, wrong or otherwise. Yeah. Well, and then when you became a father, was it what you expected it to be? Was it different? In what ways? It's been different. Um, and really, right from the start, in the sense that as you go through the process of uh, pregnancy, there's certainly not a lack of advice that people give you. And my experience was that there was no, no volume of advice or no, you know, specific piece of advice that ever would have been perfect enough to prepare me for the experience of childbirth. And it, no matter what uh, I had planned for, I had taken classes for, people had told me about, it was an, that day itself, that experience was an absolutely mind-blowing experience that uh, I certainly won't ever forget. Well, you just used the word that you actually said to me when I was about to become a father. You said, prepare to have your mind blown over and over again. Yeah, yeah that, I think that's pretty true. I mean, the, the birth experience and then, uh, you know, the, the every stage beyond that, it, it continues to happen. Okay, so of course you couldn't be completely prepared for what was coming, uh, becoming a father, but what have you enjoyed about it uh, most? What do you like about being a father? Yeah, and I'll say I, there's, there's two perspectives I bring to this conversation that are, you know, certainly have some overlap in the sense that we have a family, but there's also some significant differences and those roles being a father of, of my biological daughter, and then a stepfather of uh, three boys. And 
uh, I certainly cherish both both of those roles, um, and they kind of came at obviously different phases of my own life. I, I had uh, you know nine months and more to prepare for the birth of uh, my daughter, uh, and then you know later on in life, uh, all of a sudden. Uh, our blended family, uh, you know, I all of a sudden had four times the amount of kids that, that I, uh, that I had before. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been interesting being a dad and being a stepdad. It's also interesting, uh, having a girl and having boys. I mean, there, there's just differences every way you slice it. There's not real any, uh, major consistency other than you just try and do your best yeah well it sounds like one of the things that you really like about being a dad is that it makes life quite interesting and uh, certainly with that one of the interesting aspects of it is finding that balance between being a friend and being a father to your children most importantly you need to set them down the right path as a parent and and that's been an interesting line to walk and, and ultimately one we've enjoyed, but I will absolutely say long story longer. We have more of a, our friendship percentage is probably higher than what we remember growing up in our households, which were to us, of course, there's always the perspective that you bring, but you know, we grew up in a little bit of a stricter household and, and we, are a little bit looser in how we handle and, and raise our kids. Um, but we've enjoyed figuring that balance out. And, and we've, we love the relationships we have with all four of our kids. Yes, a lot to unpack there. So I want to I wanna kind of dissect it a little bit. First of all, you started to hint on this about the relationship you had with your parents. But specifically, I'm curious about the relationship with your dad and how are you similar and how are you different as a dad as your father is and was to you? It's a really heavy thought. And, and you know, I, I've tried to, as I've gotten older, tried to bring more, again, more perspective and context to my own relationship with my dad based on what he experienced when he was growing up. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> but I have a ton of similarities with my dad as, as, as different, we grew up differently. There's certain elements that you probably, as much as you would maybe think you're different or want to be different, you're, there are a lot of similarities that come through in the end. Sorry for all these long-winded answers. Like you said, I'm, I'm throwing some deeper questions at you. And so, uh, you, you know, if you got to talk through it, you got to talk through it. That's all right. Uh, all right, let's let's go back to my original question about what you like about being a dad. And I know your situation is unique because you have both your biological daughter and, and your stepsons. So maybe if we, uh, instead of trying to bring those all together, let's just talk about having a daughter. What's that like? I don't I don't have a daughter. I have two sons. So what is it like raising a daughter? What has that been like? And and especially now that she's a teenager. Yeah. Well, it, it's it, she's you know, really growing up into a wonderful person. And, you know, so having a daughter has been amazing. You know, it, it the, the father daughter uh, thing seemed, it seems very real in the sense that it, it, it 
you know, there's something about the, the different uh, genders uh, that, you know, there is, I think, something to that that I can't explain. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough degrees to really get into the, uh, you know, what those kind of innate bonds might be. Uh, but, you know, we, I really, I look to my father-in-law uh, and how he raised my wife and in, in terms of kind of an inspiration that I have and a role model that I have. And, and the reality is like, he, he, there, there's, he treated her like he would have treated anyone else. Like he, he really focused, he, he didn't, he, he was never the type of dad that was going to show up at the door with a shotgun, you know, like, you know, like stay away from my daughter, you know, like it, it was like very much an approach of trusting in his daughter to know that she was going to be spending her time with the right people above anything else she's a person she needs to find her way in life she needs to uh learn how to make great friends and when she does that like i'm going to be supportive of her it's not i'm not going to be the uh you know i'm not going to be that you know father who has his fist cocked you know ready to punch the guy out that shows up at the door i i, I um that's not where I'm headed and she's a little early to be on the dating scene and she's only 13 but um I just again I just try and have a really honest relationship where they're about you know the things I think about and how I interact and and treat her like a person I mean that that is as much as I've loved the the father-daughter experience I really try and um treat her, you know, I, I try not to let that creep in too much in terms of how I treat her. I want her to feel like an independent, strong person uh, above, uh, above, you know, my daughter, above just being my daughter. What do you think you do well as a dad? Yeah, I, you know, I wish she was here. We could ask her. <laughs> I'd be very curious to hear what she would have to say. Uh, but, you know, again, what, what I think about constantly is what I do well is I let her know who I am and I live a pretty open honest life with her in terms of what I think about things and and whether it's my thoughts on religion or politics or um, you know her future or how stressful my workday was um, you know, there's, we're all balancing a lot. Um, and again, the, the, the best thing I can do for her is, you know, let her really know who I am. Like, I, I don't want there to be a huge gap or even any gap at all between who I am and who I am as a dad. Like, I, I want, I want one interface there. Um, and I think, I think there's an honesty there and, a, and, and being genuine about that is going to win in the end and do our, you know, do we let our kids curse a little bit more than what our, than what we were allowed to do growing up? Yeah. Like there's some short term, like maybe a little looser than what we should be and, and not that that's the end of the world, but 
we're not all running around dropping F-bombs at each other. But, you know, like there's certain things that we're a little looser with. Um, but just having an honest relationship is, is really important. Again, not, not, a, not any inconsistency in how I treat other people versus how I treat her. So I think those are a couple areas, again, sorry for these long-winded answers, of how I would, things that I would say I'm doing okay at. And I'm not perfect, but, you know, that, that's my response. Man. You'll have to ask her someday. Um, what- I will. I think that would be an interesting conversation. Uh, so when you think about the challenges, there's so many about being a parent. And um, I know certainly I, I worry too much. And uh, there's anxiety there about, you know, the, the kids and, and their well-being. Uh, what, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced as a father? And how are you dealing with those? You know, a lot of it comes down to balancing the, the, the work-life balance. And it's, and, and this is when, where I've gotten an appreciation for, for my dad a little bit later on in life. But um, when you have a really crappy day at work, it's, it's hard to not be a more short-tempered at home that night, right? Or to have that impact, you know, how friendly you are or how friendly you're coming across or how positive you are, or, you know, do you want to engage in a, you know, 20 minute interaction, you know, that would mean a lot to your daughter, but you're exhausted from work. Right. I mean, so I think that, you know, compartmentalizing the work from the parenting can be really challenging. The work stress can, can bleed into parenting and and the worst is when you're trying to do both at the same time like you know multitasking I've kind of decided in in my own life is you know the act of doing multiple things poorly um you know like it, it just when you're trying to sneak in some work calls when you're supposed to be parenting or trying to parent when you're really distracted or focused at work, you ultimately are feel like you're doing a really shitty job of both of those things. So that's a crappy feeling. I mean, that like when you're, you're trying to give it your best effort to both and to get covered and you're spread thin. And ultimately you're just kind of like, I did neither of those things to the standard that I'm comfortable with. And that, that's a tough feeling. I've had that feeling, uh, more than, more than enough, uh, you know, just based on a stressful job, uh, and, you know, and, and I think a lot of people probably are faced with that. You, you strike me because I've known you for so long, but just into the thoughtful answers that you're giving, you strike me as someone who's um, not trying to come across as, you know, the, having all the answers, but certainly someone who through, um, you know, experience and reflection is improving um, the way that you handle your roles in your life. And I think that's really admirable. And for someone who's about to become a father, um, what advice might you have for someone who's about to become a father or someone who's a new father and just getting into the role? Do you have any advice you would give someone like that? Roll up your sleeves. You know, I, I, um, it, it, again, I remember talking to you before the birth of, of, uh, Jalen and, uh, 
the again, it's the very short-term experience of don't even bother trying to prepare because it's not going to work. Just go be in the moment and and be there, be present, as people say these days. Uh, and then you know, further on down the road, you know, it's roll up your sleeves and dive right in. And and you know, it. it some of the moments that I look back on as a father, as Sally's father, as silly as it is, is, you know, are the moments where I'm sweating profusely, watching a YouTube video, trying to learn how to put a bun in her hair for a ballet recital. And like, clearly not having left enough time for me to actually really get that done correctly. But, you know, I, really am glad that I, I wasn't in a situation where I could say, well, that's, that's her mom's job. Because her mom, you know, we, we were in separate households. And so it, it was, it was kind of, um, I didn't really have much of a choice, but I, I look back on those moments and I'm really glad that I didn't because I had a richer experience and a more full experience diving in and doing activities like that with and for Sally. Uh, and I'd encourage any new dad to do the same, uh, even if you're fortunate enough to be together with the, uh, the mother of your child. And uh, it will maybe seem easier to just let, let the mom figure out how to do the braid or the, or the bun. But man, if, you know, that, it really mattered to Sally that I knew how to do that. Uh, and it is a moment, you know, those little moments I look back on and I'm proud and I by no means have been perfect, um, as a dad, but those are special little moments that I'm proud of, uh, that seem unbelievably silly, but could also make my eyes water at the drop of a hat when I look back. One last question, Zeb. Um, when Sally is fully grown, fully functioning adult and doing her own thing and having her own life. And she's talking about you as a father and the father that raised her. What are you hoping are some of the things that she'll be saying about you? We had a lot of laughs growing up. As a result, you know, if she goes on and has a family of her own, you know, having it be a family where there's a lot of joy and a lot of laughter, that that would be fantastic because that's really been a leading principle for uh, Kim and I in, in raising our kids is, is being open to a lot of laughter and a lot of joy. That is critical, but also in terms of the father-daughter relationship, really having her understand that I want her, you know, I want to build that relationship and build her confidence in her ability to go build relationships, spend time with the people she wants to spend time with. And, and I want to be supportive, um, not kind of lurking, uh, trying to be an overprotective uh, father who's ready to pounce on whatever, you know, guy's talking to. No doubt that the, um, the laughter piece will be there, Zeb. If, if anything, you know, my friendship with you, it's, it's always, uh, you bring great, a great sense of humor, as well as sage wisdom. And that's exactly what we got from you today. So thank you so much for, for joining us and uh, keep doing, 
doing good work there um, in a in a complicated situation. You're you're quite um, admirable in the way that you're you're taking it all on. Well, Jordan, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, our relationship and my relationship with you over the years has uh, been one of the uh, great relationships in my life. So you're a great friend, and uh, your commitment to improvement and uh, you know, continuous improvement uh, as a human is incredibly admirable. So again, it's an honor to be uh, to be on the Zoom with you today. Thanks, man. Awesome to have you. You too, brother. Love you, man. All right, love you. And that was my conversation with my good friend Zeb Mellon. You know, one of the things that Zeb talked about is the stress that is involved in being both a parent and working. And sometimes there are certain jobs that are even uh, extra stressful depending on your role and the industry. And so it brings up a really important point that all fathers need to have a way and a, a strong method for dealing with stress. And so if I asked you right now, what's your number one strategy for dealing with stress? Hopefully you have something in mind that you do and that you do regularly. For Zeb, I know that he, he's a big runner and he's told me before that, you know, that's his church, is, as he would call it. And so when he needs to uh, relax and get rid of some of the stress in his world, he goes out for a jog, you know, rain, sleet or snow. And... I think it's important that everybody finds what works for them, whether it's a certain level of exercise or meditation or breath work or talking to a good friend or a therapist. As a father, it's so important that you have a way of dealing with your stress so that you can again be present and at your best when you are present with your family. Remember, Kids have never been very good at listening to their fathers, but they've never failed to imitate them. I'm Jordan Manis, a.k.a. Captain Inspiration. Thanks for listening. P.S. Have a nice day.